you're not afraid of selling, you're afraid of rejection. A massive truth bomb from Rosaline Batool. Join me and Rosaline for an epic conversation that will help you harness the courage to show up online. And trust me when I say this, I have yet to meet someone more courageous than Rosaline. Tune into this episode and learn how to create clients organically through social media, how to utilize the power of video, why you need to take the time to reply to your comments and DMs, how to handle the haters, and how to get over your fear of being seen. Rosaline Batool is a transformational expert who has helped hundreds of women earn more money in business while overcoming the trauma of poverty, abuse, and abandonment without years of therapy. She uses the power of rapid transformational therapy combined with, combined with her own unique skills to help others overcome depression, anxiety, procrastination, PTSD, the fear of failure, and so much more. Rosaline's mission is to help others change the way people perceive pain and turn it into power. Now, if you dig this podcast and want to connect, text me. I'd love to hear about one major insight you gained by tuning into this episode. Text me at 1781-336-0160. Whether you're new to this podcast or a loyal thought leader, please make sure you take a moment to download a few episodes and drop a rating and review on iTunes. Now it is time to learn how to increase visibility and handle your haters with Rosaline Batool. Welcome to today's Thought Leader, where I'm challenging you to rise up, speak up, and create a movement. I'm your host, Ruby Fremont, and I'm here as a catalyst for you, the new generation of thought leaders. I'm a kick-ass life coach, a bullshit detector, and courageous communicator. I'll show you how to gain visibility, build a cult following, and create impact while increasing your income. Join me every week as I dive into raw and real conversations that will help you amplify your presence, influence, and impact. It's time to unapologetically do what you're here to do and do it your way. So get ready, thought leaders, and let's make shit happen. Hey, thought leaders, I am back and I am super duper excited to introduce this next guest because this is a woman who displays the most amount of courage I think I've ever seen on Instagram, uh, which is the reason why I wanted to bring her on the show today, because I wanted to provide you with a real true example of what courageous leadership looks like in action. So with that being said, I am very happy to introduce Rosaline Batool. Rosaline, welcome to today's Thought Leader, and thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much, Ruby. It's a pleasure to be. I'm honored. I'm honored to have you. I mean, it was um, it was interesting how we connected because we connected via IG because you just started, I think, sharing my shit. <laughs> yeah, I did. I was like, I love this girl. Share, share. I'm sharing away. <laughs> and I, you know, whenever people share my stuff consistently, I go and check them out. And I went and I stalked your IG and I was like, wow. Like, first of all, here is a woman, and you don't see, we don't see this often, right? Like, here's a woman wearing her burqa, and yeah. she's showing up on video every single damn day, yeah. and speaking her mind, 
um, mm. which, you know, I'm Punjabi, I'm Sikh. So I, and we have similar backgrounds, different, but similar. Um, but, you know, in our cultures, women aren't really encouraged to speak our minds and voice our, our, our truth the way that we do. And you do it unapologetically with such a mm. badass energy. And mm-hmm. I was instantly attracted to that because I know, well, I can even, I don't know exactly, you know, I'm not from the exact same culture, but I could imagine the amount of courage it takes for you to show up in the way that you show up. Um, you know, like I, I don't even know what your DMs look like or what happens behind the scenes, but it's, it's really inspiring to see someone show up the way that you do. And I'd love for you to, um, let's start here. Let's start with why do you show up Mm. the way that you do? (laughs) That's a great question, Ruby. Thank you. So for me personally, um, all my life, I felt like I had to fit a mold. Mm. So I was constantly being someone that I'm not. Um, I was bullied a lot. I was sexually abused as a child. And Mm. it took a lot for me to realize that that wasn't right. Yeah. And I think in our culture, talking about abuse is not, it's not something that we talk about. It's just brushing under the carpet and you have to go about your daily life and act like it was normal. Right. So for me, showing up, like getting rid of that trauma and healing from it and actually showing up, I want to show women that you can do it. Like there's no, there's no limit. You, I can, if I can do it wearing a face veil, wearing a burqa, mm-hmm. you can do it being yourself. Right. Like there's nothing that can stop you. Everything and anything is possible. But the issue is that when you keep looking for validation from other people, and that's what I was doing um, most of my life until recently, when Mm -hmm. I started my coaching program, I was like, no, I'm done. I'm done trying to please people. I'm done trying to fit in this box. I'm done trying to be this perfect person. End of the day, I have flaws, and I want people to see that, that I make Mm -hmm. mistakes. I have flaws, but it's okay because I'm a human. Right. It's absolutely okay to be human. Yeah. And, and it's interesting that you say that because in, in your religion, um, why don't you tell us a bit first for our listeners who can't see the video, why don't you explain yeah. a bit about your religion and the cultural paradigm that that religion is raised in? Yeah. So I'm Muslim. I'm actually a reaver. I wasn't born Muslim. I went through many religions. I went to Jehovah's Witness and Christianity. And then I found, um, actually Islam was one of the religions that I didn't want to research. And because my mom raised us like not to like Muslims. Mm-hmm. So we, when I was 21, I reverted. And um, the, the cultural, the thing is in Islam is that the religion doesn't teach us that women shouldn't be seen or heard. It's actual, actually culture. And there's mm-hmm. a lot of culture that's different. There's, there's, there's like Asian culture, there's white culture, there's black culture within the Muslim religion. And I feel like the women have been colonized, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And it's like, we've been taught to um, hide at home, have babies, get married, have no education, and that's that's culture. Mm-hmm. But our religion teaches us to aim high. Mm. Our religion teaches us to to take responsibility for yourself and aim high. Like one of the women in um, in the in the times of the prophet, um, may peace and blessing be upon him. She was a businesswoman, one of his mm-hmm. wives. She was a well-known businesswoman, and she was out there, you know, t- taking her her trade, right. going to different countries. And when I read that story, I was like, wow, women are supposed to be seen. We're Mm -hmm. supposed to be heard. But it's just a culture of like societal norms and the status quo and, you know, fitting in like, you know, you're a woman, stay behind the doors. 
don't don't speak out don't don't be seen that's culture and that's right. what i'm trying to break that it's okay to be yeah. muslim it's okay to be uh, visibly muslim and you can speak and you can be heard Right. And thank you for sharing that for our listeners, because I know that especially in the times that we live now, unfortunately, there's so many misconceptions, you know, yeah. or specifically around the Muslim culture, specifically around Islam. Um, yeah. And so just you sharing those insights, I know will help people understand on a deeper level. Yeah. But also, um, it's interesting because we can be raised in a society or a culture that that feels repressing or we can mm. choose to be part of a society or a culture that feels repressing and still find the courage to use our voice mm. and so um like first of all were you always this outspoken <laughs> so basically <laughs> actually yeah I was like my mom used to call me like she used to call me like she, she used to call me like a little storm I'm like that little storm that is waiting just to like brew so uh -huh. when I was young because I was bullied a lot one thing I have to credit my mom for like may she be in paradise that she used to tell me just go out there and face your your bullies mm -hmm. she would never let me hide and she goes you know what don't let them win they're gonna bully you go back to school and let's see if they bully you again. And they, they wouldn't like, they would probably give you a week and they would bully me again. But right. I was the type of woman, I was very, I was just very resilient. I was always confident. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of people took that as a threat. Right. Like it's not normal to see like a young girl who's very confident in herself, very like open. But then what happened is when I did revert to Islam, I did find myself losing my identity. Mm -hmm. I did find myself thinking I have to fit in this box. I have to be this perfect Muslim girl. And it's not true. It's the religion, when I started researching it properly, I realized that you don't have to lose your personality to be a Muslim. It actually is supposed to enhance your personality. Because I'm confident, I should be more confident now. Because I'm outspoken, mm -hmm. I should be more outspoken now. I shouldn't be repressing myself. That's not what the, the religion teaches us. So mm -hmm. when I actually re re became a Muslim, I was like, oh, now I need to go and hide. Now mm -hmm. we need to just go be a, a good Muslim wife and, and a good Muslim, <laughs> a good Muslim, <laughs> just stay at home and have some kids, get married. And that's what I did, but it wasn't me. It's not what right. I wanted. I've always wanted to be successful. I've always wanted to be a millionaire. I've always thought about private jets and having my own private island. That's the type of girl I am. Mm -hmm. So now that I heal that trauma around, around trying to get validated from from everyone around me, now that I've healed, I was like, now this is who I am. I've always yeah. been this way. Yeah, that's powerful. Um, it really goes to show how we can, you know, who we believe ourselves to be becomes like who we truly are. And yeah. I love that you shared that, um, you know, in your religion, like you didn't have to lose your personality because I think the same yeah. goes with social media. Like a lot of people look at social media and they actually lose their personalities. Right. Right. Like they lose uh, the essence of what makes them them because they're trying to conform or trying to fit in or trying to get the likes or trying to like get the attention. Right. And so they mm -hmm. shape shift into what they think they need to be versus exactly. like what you were saying, enhance your personality. And I feel like that's how you're using social media as well. It, it's, it's like, it's not just enhancing your personality, but amplifying it. Like every time yes. I see you do a story or one of your IGTVs, I can feel like who you are, mm. you know, burqa and everything. Like I can feel yeah. who you are. <laughs> yeah. And that's and, the energy I want. Yeah. Right. And that's powerful. And that's what is needed in leadership today. Right. It's like, we cannot hide ourselves behind the screen. We have to use the screen to enhance who we are. 
Right. Thank you. That is such a good point, Ruby. Absolutely. That's your bang on because that's the issue. So many of us are using, are using social media to hide our deepest, darkest secrets. Right. And we're, we're sitting there on social media looking for the validation, looking yep. for the love, and yep. we're not even loving ourselves. And deep down inside, we just don't feel good. We don't yep. feel whole. So when I do come up on social media, I'm coming up as me, as a whole me. Yeah. I'm not holding back on no one. Like People come in and say, you know, you're a bit harsh here. I'm like, that's the whole point. Because mm-hmm. I'm not going to sugarcoat your BS. Like That's not the type of person I am. I've never been that way. And to be able to do that, and you know, a lot of my DMs, like they're, they're 80% positive and 20% negative. Mm-hmm. And I always focus on the positive. And, and so many women have messaged me saying, you have inspired me to go back to university, to go build a business, to be a better mom. Mm-hmm. You've inspired me to, you know, stand up to my husband and tell him where he's going wrong. Just, just by me showing up as myself, like it's okay. Right. You can, you can set boundaries. You can be yourself and you can still get pe- people will still love you for who you are. You just have to be yourself and be authentic to yourself. Yeah. I definitely want to go back to the boundaries piece, but first I want to talk about, um, you know, the fact that you wear a burqa that in itself is a very, um, visible difference that a lot of people do. Let's be honest. The sad, unfortunate truth is a lot of people do have issues with and have, um, preconceived judgments about, um, and, and I'm bringing this up because I want our listeners to understand, because we have a lot of listeners today that right. are tuning in that are scared to show up online due to like right. fear of judgment, their fear of being seen, fear of um, being misunderstood or fear of uh, not being enough, et cetera, et cetera, tons of fears. And yet here you are with a, a very visible, right. um, what some people would consider uh, like a, a detriment to, right. to being seen, right? Um, exactly. But you're proud. It's very obvious. You're proud to wear your burqa. You're proud to show yeah. up in it. Um, but what was that like? Cause I'm sure the, was well, I don't know. The, yeah. <laughs> you're like, I didn't even finish the question. Like the, fir- the first time you did a video in your burqa, what was oh that like? God. That was scary. If you go back, if you go back to my Instagram, my first ever video, I was just like, hello, my name is Rosalie. <laughs> So I was so scared. I was so timid because yeah. I wasn't me. I'm a right. very loud person. Like everyone yeah. in my family know I'm the loudest, right? Okay. I'm very vivacious. I'm very bold and very courageous. So when I was making my video, I was like, let me just dim myself down. I might be too right. much for two people because I wear a burqa. I need to be like very meek and very mild. But that's not me. That this might, I feel like my burqa actually amplifies who I am. Mm-hmm. That it goes to show that, you know what, nothing can hold me back. Why I wear my burqa is because it's my relationship with God. It's how I worship my God. It's got mm-hmm. nothing to do with my identity. It's got nothing to do with me hiding or anything. It's not, mm-hmm. it's not about oppression. I'm not oppressed at all. As you can see, I'm on social media. Right. But it's just my relationship with God. It's how I connect to God. Yeah. And I, when, I sh- when I show up and I'm showing up with my energy, because people only buy from your energy. People only look into your energy. Mm-hmm. And when they see how confident you are and you're showing up, that's, that's what I want to portray. But yeah, in the beginning, it was scary. It was very scary. Actually, what's so funny is I used to do health coaching and um, that was with Um Natural. And um, I never showed, like, I never did any videos. I never showed my, myself in the burqa. I never showed anything. I just shared products and shared health tips. I never showed who I was. So right. transitioning from that into this, 
it was like right. a massive leap. So transitioning like, from a feed that didn't have yeah. a single photo or video to a feed that is now pretty much a hundred percent. Yeah, exactly. I became me. <laughs> right. And it's so liberating. It's so, it's so liberating. But what it's, made it's that like, shift? Right. Because like you, know, you were hiding before right, behind I was, the health I was. Business. Okay. Yeah, so what made the lot. shift? So basically it's actually, I think it's when my mom passed away and my mom had a lot of dreams. And um, I remember she'd be the one to always like, you know, ignite dreams in me, say, you know, go for your dreams. And then when she passed away, I realized like life is so short. Like Mm -hmm. you are not guaranteed tomorrow. So what am I hiding behind? Who, who am I being? Because there's girls out there who need to see me. They need to, they need, I need to show up for them because there's women out there suffering and they need to see someone like me showing up and thinking, wow, she can do it. Then I can do it. Cause my, my goal in life is just to inspire people to never give up. Mm-hmm. Like you can go for the toughest time in, in your life and you can have the worst experience in your life, but just don't give up. So when my mom died and then I lost my job at the same mm-hmm. time, I was actually sacked for my job right. and while I was pregnant. And then I went through a divorce all in the same right. year. I was like, I'm done. I'm just yeah. done hiding. I've yeah. had enough. Like I need to be me and I need to show up for myself and start loving myself for who I am. And then people will come right. and I'll attract my tribe. And I have. Yeah. Yeah. And you're doing it really well. And you're a single mom, right? Yes. Yes. How many kids? Three kids. Three Three kids. kids. (laughs) And you're fucking rocking it in the coaching industry. (laughs) Yes. Um, Would you say that a lot of that success has to do with how you're showing up online and your visibility? Definitely. And I always say this to my clients. I tell my clients that if you want to run a business, especially in 2020, yeah, and you have social media on your fingertips, you need to be making videos and you need to be connecting with people every single day. Mm-hmm. Like I'm making my mission to always reply back to my DMs. I'm making mm-hmm. my mission to always reply back to comments. When people message me saying I have an issue, okay, cool. Then let me give you five minutes of my time. Maybe I can help you. That's just what I do. And I love connecting with people. And I find that people can connect with me more because I make videos mm-hmm. and I share my content and I'm very bold and I'm very like very um, outlandish. I don't hold back. Right. And because of that, people feel like they can approach me. But that's also who you are, right? Like, let's not. I don't want the audience to to get shit twisted. Like, this is actually who you are, and so essentially, you're just showing up as As you. Yeah, it's not. I'm not putting on a fake persona. Right. Like who I am behind the camera is exactly the same person I am on the screen. Is I'm the same person. Nothing changed. Maybe I might have my mood swings when I'm like, you know, my kids are doing my head in. (laughs) I'm like, stop. That's the only thing you don't see. The rest of it, like, I'm just me, and I like I like making people happy. I know what it's like to just, you know, when you, you know, when you're really depressed and you're feeling really mm-hmm. down and if someone smiles at you and compliments you and you feel, wow, I feel so, you feel so special. Mm-hmm. That's just how I want to leave people feeling. I want right. to, I want to like leave people better than how I found them. Right. That's always my goal. So that's how I've always been. And now I'm showing that on, on social media. Yeah. That's totally fine. You can be loving and open and you can like exude positive energy and it'll always come back tenfold to you. Yeah. And the fact that you um, have a mission to reply back to all your comments and your DMs. I mean, I'm the exact same way. Social media is a two-way street, hence why it's called social. Um, A lot of people just aren't using it correctly. Um, (laughs) Do you get annoyed with that too, Ruby? I get annoyed. I do. Well, I just, I just, I don't get annoyed. I just make it a point to know that uh, to let my clients know like hey like if you really want to create these connections and use social media in a powerful way then you have to understand that it's a two-way street and you have to be able to communicate because at the end of the day every single human being on this planet wants to be seen heard validated understood Um, and so if people are like hey 
hi, here I am. Hi. And you're just ignoring them. That's like ignoring someone in person. Right. Right. So even like just responding with an emoji, but something that just you taking the time to respond is great. Yeah. And it just shows them that you care and that you appreciate the fact that they took the time to respond to you, which I'm sure is probably, um, also one of the ways in which you get your clients. Yes, it is actually. So actually, all my clients, like I make five figures a month and all my clients are organic. Mm. They're all through Instagram and Facebook and they're all mm. the people who come in my DMs. And because mm. I give them so much time and I actually start get, I just leave this, it's like a safe space. Every person I've spoken to said, wow, you created a safe space for me. Mm. I've never told this to anyone. Like my own, my mom doesn't know this. My husband yeah. doesn't know this. But I'm telling you, a stranger on social media, I said, yeah, because I understand how it feels to have so much suppressed emotions in you and you can't tell anyone because everyone thinks you're fine and you're right. faking a smile and thinking wow I'm so I'm so happy but deep down inside you're you're breaking you're but bleeding. that's why and they feel safe is because you're sharing yeah. your story first right exactly yes I will share and you know I'm so candid about it some people say wow you know you share so much I'm like yeah I will share everything because I have nothing to hide and I find that the more I share my story the more people show up for themselves and the more people tell me like, wow, just by you sharing your story, I became better. I mm. felt like I wasn't alone. And you know what it is? I find that people, especially when they go through mental health issues, because I was not clinically diagnosed, but I was, um, the doctor suggested I was bipolar at the age mm-hmm. of 17. Mm. And I knew how that felt. Like, yeah. I'm not bipolar. That label. And when you, have, when you have mental health issues and you're suffering from depression, anxiety, or even suicide, you need to talk to someone. Mm-hmm. And when you feel, when you see someone sharing their story, like, wow, they made it. They were right. able to go through that. They were able to break through it and they're okay. So that, that means that can, that can happen for me too. Right. Yeah. That, that's great because you're, you're demonstrating the possibilities with your life. Yeah. yeah. Right. Which brings me back to what I wanted, uh, what you chatted about just a little bit earlier, which is boundaries. Right. Because with social media, um, like you said, like 80% is good. 20% is, you know, the not so great comments, which by the way, is like a great ratio. Um, yeah. <laughs> that's a great ratio. I know, um, right? But talk to us a bit about then the boundaries, because there's definitely, I know from experience, there's incredible benefits to showing up as you online and being mm-hmm. super visible. And there's also like a shadow side to it um, that we don't have to focus on, but it's there, you know, right, and it yeah. can, and it can break a lot of people. Like a lot of people will focus on that 20% and let that stop them. So I want to, I yeah. would love to hear your experience with that shadow side and talk to us a bit about what that looks like for you. Okay. So basically when I get mainly from the guys, mm. I don't know why, but yeah. m- most of the comments that I get, the hate comments is from the men. And the way I see it is that they're very insecure, that a woman is so bold and she's out there, she's wearing a, a burqa and they feel, they feel threatened by it. And I always say that haters have the most hatred reserved for themselves. Mm-hmm. So when they see someone showing up online as themselves, they wish they could do that. Mm-hmm. They wish they were you. And instead of acknowledging what you're doing and validating what you're doing and praising you and complimenting you, mm-hmm. they tear you down because they hate themselves. Mm-hmm. Back in the day when I first started, like in, I only started properly in 2019. Mm-hmm. Last year, I started, I started a transformational business. 
And when I did start showing up and I got a little bit of hate, I sat there and I cried. I remember mm-hmm. I sat there crying, thinking, oh my God, like, why are people so horrible? Mm-hmm. But then I, I remember, because I studied rapid transformation therapy, right. and I remember Marissa Pia saying that people who criticize have the most criticism reserved for themselves. Mm-hmm. And everything that they're saying is just a reflection of themselves. So you have to approach that with love. The only way that you can repel negative energy is by just looking at it and thinking, you know what, I just send you lots of love, lots of healing, and that's it. Mm-hmm. And normally, I, I don't even block the people. Like, there's negative comments on my videos and my posts. It doesn't affect me anymore because I realize that they're coming from their own insecurities. Mm-hmm. They're coming from their own hatred and their own criticism about themselves, and they're mm-hmm. trying to bring me down. But you can't bring me down because I've healed my traumas. I've healed those emotional wounds that I've had for so long. I've healed them, and now I'm not affected by it. Right. And it's important what you shared about the the first time it happened and how, you know, you cried. I cried. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think for a lot of people, I mean, we're, we're human, right? And so when someone says something mean, like it hurts, it does hurt. Yeah. I remember that the comment was that, oh, you should be, um, someone said you should put um, put a muzzle on her. That's what it was. And I just sat there crying. Like what? I like literally sat there in my room crying. And because at that time, I was actually moving home. So I was technically homeless. And I was thinking, if right. you knew the situation I was in, you would never have said that. But because I made it about myself, I felt like, okay, I'm making it too much about me mm-hmm. and not realizing that person has their own personal issues. And when right. I got out of that cycle, because it reminded me of when I was in school and being bullied. And that's mm-hmm. the, the, the link that I made. Right, the that, tra- oh God, linked back to yeah. a trauma. Mm-hmm. Right, I'm being bullied again. I'm, uh, it's happening again. But then I realized, no, it's not really, Rosie. Let's look at it from a more productive angle and realize that that person's coming from their own limitations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, that's what helped me get through. Yeah, it's important for our listeners to understand that because, um, you know, like even for me, when I first started getting uh, hate comments or just like really inappropriate, making me super uncomfortable type of comments, I would right. cry. And, uh, because I'm human and, um, it's almost like you build a, a a resiliency to it because the more that the way that I explain it is like the more that we show up, the more we heal ourselves. Right. And I love that analogy. Yeah. Right. Like, don't you find like the more videos you do, the more like photos you show of yourself, the more you're healing parts of yourself because you're letting yourself be seen. And in that healing, I have become more resilient and stronger. And so now that commentary, like I would say 95% of the time doesn't bother me. Again, I'm still human. There's a 5% where I'm like, oh, that's like really upsetting. Um, (laughs) But (laughs) I I really want our listeners to understand that because I think a lot of people get discouraged when they get that first hate comment. Yeah. And a lot of people that I know, my my clients that started their business, they're like, oh my God, I got my comment, a hate comment. I can't do this. I can't. And they go into panic mode and like you freeze, you go into Mm -hmm. fight or flight. You're thinking of it's dangerous. It's become yep. dangerous for me to be seen. Yes. So you have to make it safe again. You mm-hmm. have to, this is what I always tell my clients, tell yourself it's safe for me to be seen and heard. Mm-hmm. When you keep telling yourself it's safe for me to be seen and heard, because think about it, all your life you were told it's dangerous to be you. Mm-hmm. And that's the reason why you got criticized. That's why the reason why you got judged, because you were told it's dangerous to be yourself, to be authentic yeah. to yourself, to love yourself unapologetically. Mm-hmm. And so now, as when I tell my clients, it's safe, absolutely safe. It's safe for you to be seen and heard. It's like, wow, okay, yeah, I get it now. The nervous system calms down. Your brain goes back into checking that, okay, I can do it again. So right. it's key to know that. Right. But even with that knowing, that doesn't, like, 
even with that knowing and making that shift, that doesn't stop people from commenting or sliding into your DMs. So would you say that we just get better at handling it or? I think so. I think we get better. Just like you mentioned about resilience. And I think a lot of people don't talk about resilience in business. It takes a lot of resilience and grit Mm -hmm. to go through the hate, to ignore the hate comments and to focus on the good. It takes a lot because we're naturally as human beings, we are designed to focus on the bad. Mm-hmm. So we can stay safe. So mm-hmm. when you, it's normal to focus, because we're humans, it's normal to focus on that one hate comment. It's normal to focus on that person who DM'd you, said that you're a ter- terrible person mm-hmm. or you can't speak properly or you have a stammer, whatever. It's mm-hmm. normal because you are human and you are trying to keep yourself safe. So just like you mentioned that resilience is so important. Just get, when you get better at, I think, you know, when you said about um, showing up, the more yeah. you show up, the more you heal yourself. Mm-hmm. That's how you build that resilience. The more you show up. Mm. when you keep showing up despite the haters despite the criticism you still push through and show up consistently every single day that's how you get better at handling the hate and the criticism Mm. yeah that's um those are wise words because I think a lot of people wait like I think a lot of people feel like okay I'm gonna wait until I am at a place where I can handle the haters and let me tell you if I did that I would have never had shown up like ever like being dealt the haters is what helped me build the resilience to them. Right. Like being dealt all that commentary, being dealt like, I mean, I remember um, I had put this uh, like an ad on one of my YouTube videos. This was recent. This was earlier this year. I put an ad on one of my YouTube videos or last year and I forgot to turn the ad off before I went away, when I went out of mm. town. I usually like to monitor my ads. So I forgot mm. to turn the ad off. I come back home. And I shit you not, there was like over 200 comments <gasps> on this YouTube video. Um, and 75% of them were like nasty, disgusting. Wow. Um, like just some of them were pure hate. Some of them were just like, oh, like I wouldn't God. want like my mom or a family member to see what these men were writing. Wow. And I looked at it and I saw a couple and I was like, okay. And then I started scrolling and I saw like literally 200 plus (gasps) and I broke down. I started crying and this is just last year. And I was like, oh my God. Like, first of all, I got mad at myself for keeping the ad on. And second, I was just like mad at humanity. (laughs) (laughs) And then after crying for a good chunk of time, I came back to that remembrance of like, not everyone is healed. You know, not everyone yeah. is at that place of, of feeling good with themselves. And, and it took time and energy. This is what I always remember when I see this. It's like, it takes time and energy to literally type a message or type a comment. Right. So these right. people took time and energy to actually do this, um, <laughs> which shows where they're at mentally, spiritually, emotionally. And so with that, we can then turn the tables and flip compassion their way. And it doesn't mean we have to respond. Um, But that's when I was like, okay, got it, got it. But um, which leads me back to the boundaries. Like, so Mm. you mentioned that you ignore. um, Mm. And there's a lot of different tactics. Like some people say, you know, um, there's certain types of comments you can actually debate with and or like try and uh, not persuade, but get them on your side. You can block, you can delete, you can, um, Mm. ignore what, how do you deal with the, the so sometimes what I do, I screenshot the haters and I tag them and I say, thank you so much for your beautiful comments. 
<laughs> and it, it's entertainment people love that yeah. people love the fact that I do that I just yeah. I just called them out I said you got your two minutes of fame this is what you came for I'm giving it to you yeah like so thank you so much or I reply back to them and say oh that's such a sweet comment right. even though it's the most nastiest comment yeah I just like flip it and I, I use sar- sarcasm because I'm like the queen of sarcasm so I'd be like oh that's so sweet thank you so mm-hmm. much and then they don't know what to say they're like yeah right. you're right <laughs> one person actually one person actually replied back to me and said to me that yeah you're right I'm like okay (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's like it's interesting because like I do the same I will screenshot certain people um and sometimes I'll have to blur out pictures because they send me nasty pictures and (gasps) I started doing that for a while because for there was like this period of time where I was getting a lot of really unwanted dms and i was like Mm. how can i stop this from happening like i literally had my assistant going in there deleting i was going in there deleting every day just nasty dms and so i was like you know what i don't give a shit and i started screenshotting and then i just sharing it in my stories yeah and the more i did that the less people started sharing those types of dms and i was like okay great and and um and and so i feel like there's like there's also a time and place for mm. the way in which we respond like some of them I respond with humor um yeah. you know I might respond with just a gif like one of my favorite gifs is this gif where um one of the real housewives goes by and she rolls up a window yeah <laughs> like that's one that <laughs> um you know sometimes I'll do that and then sometimes I will just ignore because it feels like mm, this doesn't feel like a good use yes, of my energy. Exactly. And that's what you have to point. I'm so glad you pointed it out. Is it a good use of your energy? Yeah. Is like, sometimes I just do it for entertainment because, you know, I'm just, I want to make people laugh. Right. And, me too. And, and, yeah. Right. And the other time I'm just like, whatever, I don't really care. Like you mm-hmm. carry on talking about me, whatever makes you happy. It's your scroll of deeds, fill it the way you want. I don't really care. But mm-hmm. yeah, the other times just for entertainment and I always comment like, because it was a guy who commented saying, oh, you know, because I talk about money and money is such a taboo subject in culture like people mm-hmm. want to be poor and if you're not poor with them then you know you are the you are the bad fish and you're the right. bad crap or if you're rich like be humble about it yeah I'm like, like don't God, talk like, about money <laughs> I know like I always talk about being a billionaire I always talk about private jets I always talk about having my own island and I'm very vocal about it and people know me as a girl who wants to be a billionaire and I like to be known for that but the men hate it uh, mm-hmm. the men that message me that oh you know you can't say that stuff you're a woman mm-hmm. you need to like, know your place you need to go back to the kitchen so Someone actually said to me that looking after your kids. I'm like, well, certainly not you. (laughs) 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 Why you're bothered? (laughs) Oh my god! Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, um, it's yeah. I love that we're sharing all of this because I think it's gonna really help people listening feel um, like they're not the only ones because they're not the only ones getting hate messages and comments like we all get it and one of my favorite favorite people to follow um online is um a guy named ramit sethi do you are you do you know who he is yeah so first of all my maiden last name is sethi so i'm like okay ramit i'm like your younger sister (laughs) apparently somewhere um but i started following him on twitter years and years ago when when twitter was like super big and what i loved is he was like one of the first, if not the first person to do this. He would literally screenshot the hate emails he gets and like tweet them. But he took the time to write intelligent replies to like everything. Um, Like I remember there was this one where someone had, I guess, gone through one of his trainings and was like, I'm, I'm, 
you know, I'm still not making the money or something. And it was a very long email that wow. this person wrote. And yeah. Ramit had written back saying something along the lines of if he had taken the energy that you just spent writing this email to actually <laughs> apply what you learned, I guarantee you would earn some money. Um, and I just, when I started, when I saw that and started following him and just saw the way that he was responding, one, I, I thought it was like fun. Like it, there's like yeah. a little bit of comedy relief. It shows his personality, which is really cool. But two, it's like, we don't have to be afraid yes, of thank the you. people who hate on us. And right. that's the thing. Cause I think we can all go into that fight, flight or freeze mode when we have a yes. hater because we're scared, mm. but we don't have to fear them. Right, exactly. And that's what a lot of people are doing. They're, they're getting scared. And you know what it is? I always say to my clients as well that you, like when it comes to selling or sharing their services or sharing their programs, I tell them, you're not afraid of selling. You are afraid of rejection. You are afraid of the hate. You are afraid of the negativity. It's, not, it's never about what you're actually selling or what you're actually doing. Is you are fearing the rejection and mm. you, you are fearing being seen and heard and, you know, bad comments. That's what you're, the subconscious right. mind is, that's what it's thinking. For sure. So, like you're, you're afraid of rejection because one of our basic right. human needs is to be loved and to belong. Thank you. So yes. that's why you're not selling. Yeah. Great right. point, Rosaline. Yes. Yes. It's yeah. so true. And when they get over that fear, they're like, oh yeah, it makes sense. Like, I don't care. As long as you right. love yourself and you know what it is because so many of us are rejecting parts of ourselves. We're rejecting mm -hmm. ourselves and we're looking for it in other people. When yep. you start loving yourself and you put yourself together as a whole person and you stop rejecting even the icky parts, even the bad parts of yourself, yep. because we all have toxic traits. No one is perfect. We do. We all carry some toxicity in it. For sure. But when you accept that part, you realize that no one can ever come at you because you know yourself. Mm -hmm. You know yourself True. better than anyone else. True. True. Preach. Okay. Yeah, How did time just fly by so I fast? Know. I have no idea. Um, also, um, I just want to mention that when we have a chance to meet in person, I cannot wait to meet you. I know. So. <laughs> I'm going to um, come to Canada real soon. <laughs> I'm in LA now. I, oh, you're in LA? Yeah. yeah I oh, moved to LA. I was in LA like on the weekend. Oh, well, see, what the hell? Okay. I know. We got to communicate better. Um, but for our listeners um, who are like holding back, on being visible or being as visible as they want. You know, maybe they're dipping their toes in the water, but they want to show up more. What is one piece of advice that you would give them? Love yourself. Like, I know that sounds so corny, but <laughs> that, like, this is how I did it. I just looked in the mirror and said, I love you, Rosie. And it, was, it felt so icky in the beginning. Like I felt sick to my stomach mm -hmm. telling myself, I love you. But just actually standing in front of the mirror and looking at myself dead in the eyes and saying, I love you, Rosie. Even the crappy parts of you, even the ugly parts of you, I love every single part of you. That helped me show up. Mm. That actually helped me get on camera. That actually helped me make more videos because I was telling myself, I love you. No mm -hmm. one needs to tell me I love you. I love myself. Yeah. So I know it's so corny. I know it's like probably most, the most generic advice, but it really helps. It really helped me. Yeah, because we do. I mean, we have to love ourselves enough to show up, right? Yeah. We have to love ourselves enough to show up for our purpose, for our mission, for the people that we're here to serve. We have to. Right, definitely. Yeah. And people only people only resonate with you when they see your energy. And when your energy yes. is whole, when your energy is like magnetic, that's because you are loving yourself. Even the icky parts of yourself, you're still loving it. True, true. Mm. Love that. 
Oh, thank you so much, Rosalind, for, for sharing your, your presence, your energy, your wisdom with today's thought leader. I so appreciate you. Thank you, Rubina. Thank you. Honestly, it was a pleasure. It was an honor to be on this podcast. So thank you. And to our listeners who joined us today, thank you so much for joining us on today's Thought Leader, where we are challenging you to rise up, speak up, and create a movement. Now, Rosaline, please tell our audience how they can stalk you online, and I will be sure to have these links and more in the show notes. Okay, so you can find me on Instagram. It's Rosaline Batool. Um, Facebook, Rosaline Batool, and YouTube, Rosaline Batool. So as soon as you type in R-O-S-A, I will come up. <laughs> okay, amazing. Yeah. So I'm yeah. going to have those links and more in the show notes. If you dig this episode between me and Rosaline, please be sure to drop a rating and review on iTunes. And share this episode with a friend. If you have a friend, a fellow leader who is struggling to get their message out, share this episode because it could really make a difference. And of course, follow Rosaline on social media because uh, you need a little bit of Rosaline in your feed. <laughs> let me tell you. Um, if you have any questions or want to reach out and say hi or, or share your biggest insight from this episode, reach out to either Rosaline or myself on social media. My handle is at Ryan. I am Ruby. And feel free to join my text community at 1781-336-0160. Thank you, Rosaline. Thank you to our listeners. And I will see you back here on Monday for a brand new episode of Today's Thought Leader.